0: The sermon you are about to hear was preached at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church of Oklahoma City, one of America's premier liberal Protestant pulpits. At Mayflower, we are an open and affirming peace and justice church where we believe that religion should be biblically responsible, intellectually honest, emotionally satisfying, and socially significant. We go now to the pulpit Of mayflower ucc church of oklahoma city
1: will you pray with me some of us get one more day god one more day this weekend an extra sabbath so to speak and and we generally make good use of it more time spent with friends and family sharing meals and laughing. We let ourselves play and rest. Perhaps perhaps this weekend has more Sabbath in it than any other. But we know why we have this long weekend. We know why we are given Monday off. Memorial Day is for remembering those killed in war. So we go to the cemetery to decorate the grave. We stand for a moment of silence. We say a prayer appropriate for the occasion. We declare, freedom isn't free, and all gave some, but some gave all. This is how we honor their sacrifice. What do you do on Memorial Day, Holy One? I'm guessing that you didn't invite the neighbors over for a barbecue. I'm guessing you didn't open the pool for the season. I'm guessing that the front porch of heaven does not have the stars and stripes waving from the eaves. I suppose that you weep, holy one, that you weep for the dead, for lives cut short, lives lost to violence. You weep for their loved ones, who kept everything together at home, only to hear that the worst had happened. You weep for us, the ones who cannot seem to figure out how to stop killing each other, the ones who honor sacrifice with our lips but continue to do the things that make for war. So on this day, let us hear the prophet Isaiah and be reminded of the world we are to work for. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation Neither shall they learn war anymore. Again, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. May it be so. Amen. We are delighted to have as our guest preacher, the Reverend Shannon Fleck, an Oklahoma native and the executive director of the Oklahoma Conference of Churches. She was ordained by the Christian Church Disciples of Christ in 2011, and Shannon became OCC's executive director after serving as OCC's director of program and development from May 2017 to June 2018. She brings a passion for social justice and interfaith relations, both core components of the OCC mission. Prior to her current OCC appointment, Reverend Fleck served as the Central Christian Church Associate Minister in Enid, Oklahoma. Other assignments include serving in Little Rock Air Force Base Chapel Ministry, the First Christian Church of Yukon, Oklahoma, and Western Oaks Christian Church in Oklahoma City. Reverend Fleck was selected for the 2017 Human Rights Award from Church Women United. And she spent her childhood in Guthrie, where she graduated high school before earning a Bachelor of Arts in Sociology from the University of Central Oklahoma. Following college, she spent two years with the Oklahoma Office of Juvenile Affairs. She earned her Master's of Divinity from Phillips Theological Seminary in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where she was the Matthew Thompson Fellow. Reverend Fleck is currently the second vice moderator for the Christian Church in Oklahoma and is a board member of the Oklahoma City Dialogue Institute. She is also working on her doctor of ministry at Emory, Emory University's Candler School of Theology. We are so glad to have her with us this morning. Welcome,
2: Reverend Fleck. All right, good morning, Mayflower Congregational. My name is Shannon Fleck. I'm thrilled to be here with you this Sunday morning or afternoon or evening or Monday or Tuesday or whatever day it is that you are joining us for this worship experience. Welcome. I am not the usual preacher for this congregation, but it is my honor to fill the aisle pulpit of the Reverend Dr. Lori Walkie, who is taking a much needed break this weekend. This morning, it is the very last Sunday of the season of Easter. Did you know that Easter is not just one Sunday celebration? It is a full season, a season of celebration and admiration and awe. And this Sunday concludes that time. So I'm going to read this morning's scripture. It's from the Acts of the Apostles. I'm in chapter 1. And I'll be reading verses 6 through 14. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward the heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, and I'm going to change that to people of Galilee today, why do you stand looking up? Toward heaven, This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. Bless me the reading for today's message. When I read this text for the first time, all I could picture was a group of people standing on top of a mountain, looking in awe. And they've spent all this time in awe. They had witnessed a resurrection. They had to be convinced of it first, Repeatedly, but it had happened. And then the, the proof, the continued ministry, the continued message of a returned Christ. And now this, at the top of a mountain, watching their Messiah ascend for the final time. I saw a meme on Facebook yesterday, I believe, that said, the ascension of Jesus, which is this week, that's what this text is, is Jesus going to work from home remotely permanently. And that's what this is. This is the final ascension of Jesus, going to sit alongside of God. We think about mountaintops, or at least I did. You know, I'm very visual So when I read scripture, I immediately focus on the imagery and I try and picture it. So I think about standing on top of a mountain. Mountains are beautiful. They're holy and holy things are happening on top of mountains throughout scripture. And what mountain in our world is more famous than Mount Everest? The tallest of all our peaks, one of the most sought, peaks in the world. I watched a movie, oh gosh, it's been three or four years now, and it was called Everest, and it was about this group that scaled the mountain, and a storm came through, and tragedy struck, and there were deaths and struggle, but also success of reaching the peak, and when I have experiences like that, I get a little curious. Let's face it, I am never going to climb Mount Everest. That's never happening. But I'm, I get curious about what that would look like if I wanted to. So I got online and I looked up a guide company. Like, what are the steps you have to go through if you want to hike Mount Everest? And it's, it's daunting. First of all, you have to pay a fee to Nepal I think the sum was about $11,000 just to get a permit to even begin it. And the whole process takes about 63 days. You have to take two months of your life to engage in this process. It's a 10-day trek just to get to the base camp of Mount Everest. And you have to do it In the month of May. So we're in the month of May now. There very well might be people hiking. I don't know if they are because of COVID. I don't know if COVID is existing on Mount Everest. Um, But this is the time of year. It can only happen during this time. And the hikers might get one or two good clear days to reach the summit. That's it. And it takes a full 24 hours to get from the final campsite to the top and back. And that's all you get. So today I started thinking, you know, it's been a few years since I looked all this information up. Let me go back and revisit. And I found article after article about how overrun Mount Everest has become. The permits have been exploding in numbers. More and more people are going to this mountain seeking to hike to the summit and it's overrun. They call the area from the final camp to the peak the death zone. That sounds appealing, doesn't it? There's one rope one rope for people to hold on to going up and coming down. And this article had a photo of a line of people waiting like they were at Disneyland, a long line at that altitude with limited oxygen with limited supplies, just enough to get you up and back Alive. It said that people can wait in that line for 20 minutes to an hour and a half to get there. Can you imagine? This man told a story in an article about how he did make it to the top and was able to spend about 10 minutes total. That's all he got. 10 minutes at the peak of what is the most popular mountain in our world and had to go back. On his way back, he stepped over people who had died. On his way back, he saw people suffering in desperate need of water or oxygen, but no one could help because they needed all of it for themselves to survive. No one could share. The top of that mountain is not, it's not sustainable. When we think about today's text, I think about not just disciples, but followers in awe of a summit, in awe of something holy that they would never see. They didn't want to leave that. Why would you want to leave something so amazing. But staying at the top is not sustainable. In today's other lectionary text from the Gospel of John, we see Jesus conversing with God and telling God, it's time for me to go now because I've given them everything they need. I have shown them your ways. I have shown them you I have given them what they need to do your will. It's time. The important piece of today is that staying on top of the mountain is not where we find God. We find God in Jerusalem. We find God when we begin the journey back down from the all we saw. We find God in the humanity of the reality of the hands and feet of the people who have seen God's work. So today, I think a lot about how ministry looks, how, how the work of God is working in today's world. And we see it in the hands and feet of our first responders, of the people who are showing up day after day. We see it in our teachers. We see it in our public servants. We see it in the people who are making it work, going out of their way to serve their neighbor. We don't see it climbing on top of a summit to find God. But so often, that's where we go. People want God, and they will climb over one another to find God. Crawling with their oxygen tanks, with their water, seeking God in a place where we're not meant to find God. We are meant to find God in you. In that person over there. In the person living next door to you. In yourself. When we pray the Lord's Prayer every week, we pray... Create your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And that, my friends, is the ministry of Jesus. That is what the awe of Easter is about. That is what this season is about. The awe and wonder and majesty of you and me and the holiness we breathe. So go forward. Go forward in your heart and your blessing knowing that God is within you, not on the mountain, breathing in your breath. Amen. And so let us go forward, friends. Let us go forward into a world that is unknown, but also known. Known in your hearts and in your minds and in your actions and your being, the holiness of all we are now and each day. Go in peace, go in blessings, go in health, and go in love. Amen.
0: You've been listening to the preaching and teaching from Mayflower Congregational UCC Church of Oklahoma City. More information about the church can be found at mayflowerucc.org or by visiting Mayflower's Facebook page. Worship services every Sunday are at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., with adult education classes at 10 a.m., and a full church school for all ages is available during the second service. Mayflower is located on Northwest 63rd, a block west of Portland. Thank you for listening.